May I speak to you in the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. What a beautiful hymn and what beautiful words. It is well with my soul was written by Horatio Spafford in a time of unimaginable tragedy in his life. He lost his young son to illness, and later his business in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Yet, the most heart-wrenching loss of all came when his four daughters drowned at sea in a tragic shipwreck. In the midst of such pain and suffering, Spafford reached beyond his circumstance and found a source of peace in God. He wrote this beautiful hymn. Paul writes in his letter to the Philippians in his own unfortunate situation. He's in a Roman prison, having been arrested for teaching about Jesus. He suspects his execution will be imminent. Despite his dire circumstance, this epistle has been described by scholars as the happiest of his writings. Philippians is inspiring, warming, challenging, and encouraging. It's an upbeat letter, full of joy and rejoicing. But the lessons of faith and discipleship it teaches are not just feel-good moments. They are deep, enduring perspectives on how to face problems, worry, and struggle and grow through them, rather than wilting under the pressure. As we consider today the fourth and last of Paul's letters to the church in Philippi, I want to touch on three main themes. Joy, worry, and peace. I will focus specifically on the way Paul instructs us to find joy and peace despite the worries and struggles of life. More than any other letter that Paul wrote, Philippians focuses on joy. Paul mentions either joy or rejoicing 13 times in this short letter, and he doesn't tire of repeating himself on this point. Joy is a profound, God-given emotion. It's a gift that enriches our lives, but it's not something we can grasp through worldly desires alone. True joy comes from a deeper wellspring, from an understanding that our lives are part of a grander narrative. Paul knows this when in today's epistle we hear the powerful exhortation, rejoice in the Lord always. Notice that he doesn't say rejoice in the Lord sometimes or rejoice in the Lord when things are going well. No, it's always. This call to constant rejoicing challenges us to find joy in all our circumstance. Paul knows his joy is not dependent on his circumstance, but on his relationship 
with God. He knows that real and lasting joy comes from the confidence that no matter what happens, he is inseparably connected to God. He rejoices because he does not fear death. The knowledge that Christ has overcome death gives Paul this certainty. Even from a Roman prison, his joy doesn't waver because his joy is in Jesus, who gives him strength. I don't know about you, but I find it a little more difficult to find this unwavering joy all the time, especially when it comes to all the worldly influences and temptations that come at us every day, especially when these things call, cause worry and stress. I have had no fewer than seven conversations over the past week that were all about worry, specifically worry about our children. As parents, our children are one of our most significant sources of joy and concern. We love them deeply and desire the best for them. But at times, we find ourselves overwhelmed by worry for their well-being. One of the common threads through each of the conversations was the act of letting go. Letting our children fly out of the nest and become their own people. How difficult it is to watch them stumble, knowing they will be better humans for it knowing it is time for them to work through their own challenges and problems, knowing the times where mom can fix it are becoming fewer and farther between. Even as I speak of this now, I can feel a knot forming in my stomach and a sense of unease. It's a feeling I've known all too well, especially over the last few months. I have a senior this year. In the blink of an eye, my sweet, tiny, five-pound, ten-ounce baby girl is now a beautiful, accomplished 17-year-old with a bright future ahead. Still, my mom heart is full of worry. I would even go as far as to call it anxiety. It's funny, I think about how proud I am of her, and these thoughts bring me joy. I watch her with her friends and feel joy because I know she is feeling it as well. I find peace in the knowledge that she has a strong foundation in the Lord. She knows Jesus, and she knows his grace and his mercy, and how much she is loved. But the pull toward worry is strong. Can anyone relate? Worry is a natural human emotion, but is also a subtle thief of our joy. In Matthew 6, 27, we read, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Worrying not only fails to improve our circumstance, but it can also have detrimental effects on our physical and mental well-being. Worry often arises from our desire to control every aspect of our lives. We want to control our future, our outcomes, and our loved ones' safety. The desire for control can lead to an unhealthy level of anxiety. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. We must remember that control 
ultimately belongs to God. In a world filled with uncertainties and challenges, it's natural to find ourselves burdened by worries about our loved ones and their future. But the good news is that our faith provides us with the tools to overcome this anxiety. Paul tells us prayer is a powerful tool to comfort worry. In verses 6 and 7 of today's reading, he advises, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Prayer allows us to bring our concerns to God and to find comfort in his presence. It allows us to connect with a higher power, seeking guidance and strength in times of need. It's a way to lay our burdens at the feet of God and trust that he will provide us with peace. Paul knows that prayer is our connection to God, and it brings us peace even in the midst of life's storms. As one scholar put it, prayer is the bridge to God's peace. Which brings me to my third point, peace. Our hearts have been heavy this week, learning of the atrocities carried out against Israel, the continued fighting in Ukraine, and the violence and oppression that continue in our own country. To just pray for peace seems trivial at times. I find myself wondering if I know what peace actually looks like in our day and age. Friends, the peace of God is not like the fleeting circumstantial peace of the world. It is not just a personal peace, and it is not simply the peace of God. It is a deep, abiding peace that guards our hearts and minds, even when circumstances are challenging. It is a divine peace, often expressed as shalom in the Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures. Many of us know the definition of the word shalom to be simply peace, and it is. However, as it is used in the Bible, shalom conveys God's desire for his people to live in a state of completeness and prosperity. In Genesis 15, verse 15, God says to Abraham, you will go to your ancestors in peace. This peace is not just the absence of war or turmoil or violence. It is a sense of wholeness and well-being. It's a promise of a life fulfilled and complete in the presence of God. Isn't that what Paul is saying? Our true peace is not just an external state, but an internal one. It calls us to find peace in Jesus, even in the midst of life's storms. Even in the midst of life's worries, God's peace that surpasses all understanding can be found when we're on the mountaintops and even when we're in the ditch. In our pursuit of shalom, we must recognize that it is not always easy. The world is filled with conflict. However, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Shalom is rooted in our joy in the Lord. Our deep and unshakable joy 
comes from the knowledge that God is with us, working all things for good. This joy is a constant source of peace in our lives. It is a peace that guards our hearts against fear, anxiety, and despair. It is a profound reminder that we are secure in God's embrace, come what may. Friends, I long for shalom, the peace that God provides. I long for it in our world. I long for it in my life. I long for the end of oppression, hunger, poverty, violence, and terrorism. None of these things are of God. None of these things fit into an all-encompassing peace. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows wail, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Shalom is a gift from God to us, his children, a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that assures us that it is indeed well within our souls, no matter what trials we face. May we experience this divine peace, and may it be well with our souls today and always. Amen.